It's the Kim Munson Show, analyzing the most important stories. An early childhood taxing district, what on earth is that? The latest in politics and world affairs. I don't think that we should be passing legislation that is so complicated that people kind of throw up their hands and say, oh, I can't understand it. Today's current opinions and ideas. It is not fair that just because you're a big business that you get a break on this and the little guy doesn't. Is it freedom or is it force? Let's have a conversation. Indeed, let's have a conversation and welcome to the Kim Munson Show. I am Kim Munson. Thank you so much for joining us. You're each treasured, you're valued, you have purpose. Today's drive for excellence. Take care of your heart, your soul, your mind, and your body. You were made for this moment. Thank you to this team that I get to work with. That's producer Steve, Zach, Patty, Keith, Jen, Charlie, and all the people here at Crawford Broadcasting. Happy Wednesday to you, producer Steve. And uh, back at you. You're sounding in fine form today. I am finally recovering. It's uh, It's been quite a road. Um, typically, I'm healthy as a horse, but uh, I had a, a cold that kind of you know, threw me on my ear. But I'm back in the saddle, and we made it through it, Producer Steve. Okay. <laughs> Carry on. Okay. Check out our website. It's uh, Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. Sign up for our weekly newsletter there. You'll get first look at all of our upcoming uh, op-eds, our podcast, our, our most recent op-eds and podcasts, our most uh, our upcoming guests, and uh, and we uh, we typically only send out one email a week, so that you're not inundated. I tell you what, there's so much great information out there, but after a while, some of these um, different organizations, two three emails a day. It it gets to be a little much, producer Steve. What do you think? Well, I I get uh, emails from two different sources my my home address and then what I use more for the work around here. But then I also have a Crawford Broadcasting email, uh, so I'm constantly kind of shifting around between the three. And you're right, it trying to keep your inbox under control is a challenge. It, it is. And uh, something, all, information is a good thing, but in some ways, I think just overwhelming people with information is a very bad thing. That's why we do a lot of work to shift through all of this to bring the, the show to you. And, um, you know, we're looking at these issues through this lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. If something's a good idea, you shouldn't have to force people to do it. And again, remember, it's never compassionate to take other people's rights, their property, their freedom, or their livelihood via force, whether with a weapon, policy, unpredictable and excessive taxation, fear, coercion, or the latest silent thief, government-induced inflation. And um, I wonder if we should add another one to that that? list, because we say the list is growing. Tulsi Gabbard, uh, what do you want to call it? I guess a failed presidential, uh, you know, she ran for the presidency the last go around but she's making the rounds oh my and, gosh yes she is and she's becoming i mean she's coming down hard on the current administration and the number of members of that administration who just i mean her, her most recent thing is trying to set the tone that this administration just doesn't care about the little guy i want to government indifference can we add that to the list i guess we probably can let me make a little note on that government indifference Indifference. Of course, that's not even government is not supposed to care about us. You know, I guess that implies that government cares about us, which you just said government doesn't care about us. But government is not an entity that can care about people. It's an uh, as Washington said, it's force. It's ultimately force. Yeah. And when you get people that are in these offices that do not 
understand the proper role of government, that they do not care about the rights of everyday individuals, then I guess you do get government indifference, producer Steve. I think her case in point was the Secretary of Transportation, Buttigieg, basically saying, well, you know, the issues here with the price of gasoline, the solution is just go get an electric car. Yes, which, uh, again, we talk about an honest conversation about EVs. We're freedom people. We believe in, in free markets without the manipulation of government coming in or interested parties coming in to manipulate these markets. And, uh, and, and there's not an honest conversation regarding electric vehicles. Just think about it. Those batteries are a 1,000 a, a thousand, um, pounds. And Steve, as I was changing batteries on this uh, unit that I have here, uh, I was thinking about all that they say about how to dispose of just these little teeny tiny batteries, and you have to be so careful about them, and you want to be environmentally cor- um, correct, and, and that's just teeny tiny little batteries. What about these 1,000-pound car batteries? What about that? Or we don't ever have a conversation about the um, wind turbine graveyards that are up in Wyoming. Those wind turbines are not biodegradable. And so this implication that that is green, that that is sustainable, that is renewable. Uh, it's another, maybe, ha- another half-truth. Uh, it's a half-truth. And so why, 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 we have to ask, you just mentioned government indifference. Uh, those that are in government that don't seem to care about the little guy. One has to ask then, why are they so bent on moving people to electric vehicles? Ultimately, you will then have that one energy source. And if you have one energy source, then that can be controlled by somebody. Ah, goes back to power and control maybe, right, Steve? Yeah. Hey, I'm pushing you way off your um, your oh, agenda okay. here, so get, get, move on. <laughs> okay, we've, we've got a lot going on today. We're going to be talking with Dr. James Lyons-Weiler, and he's the founder of IPAC, the Institute for Pure and Applied Knowledge, a regular guest on the show and new sponsor of the show also. And Dr. Jill Vecchio. So we'll be talking a lot about COVID. And uh, I was talking to Jen the other day, and she said we should start a contest. Uh, remember Where's Waldo? Those little books that uh, you try to find the little guy and this picture of all these different things going on. Well, she said we should start a new one called Where's Fauci? What do you think about that? I think it's probably a very, very good idea. So let's continue on here, though. Uh, today is a... I don't know. I want to say if it's a, a sad day here in Colorado, but hopefully it's a great day here in Colorado. Uh, there is this terrible, terrible um, bill that is uh, being, um, well, I guess it's been, I, I can't remember now if it's been introduced or where we are exactly on that, but that is this Reproductive Health Equity Act that we talked about the other day. And uh, in essence, what it does is it says that here in Colorado, that a person can have an abortion anytime. And so we'll, I mean, just think about it. This would be, and, and we actually already have, it's called partial birth abortions here in Colorado. But this would, um, again, put this into law. I think that the radicals are trying to get out in front of uh, the possibility that Roe v. Wade might be overturned. But when we talk about people's rights, and I've had uh, conversations with a number of libertarians that uh, say, well, it's a woman's body. She should be able to do with it what she wants, uh, which, gosh, regarding COVID, we said, hey, it's my body. I should be able to decide what I put in or out of it. But the difference between COVID 
and abortion is that with abortion, there's a second heartbeat. So that means there's a second living being there. And when we talk about a country with these, these, this vision of the declaration that all men are created equal with these rights from God of life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. And if we don't make sure that we are protecting the life of the most vulnerable, then um, the society ultimately, a society that focuses on death instead of life will ultimately die. And so I was looking for quotes uh, for today, and I went to Gandhi. And uh, Gandhi was, uh, let's see, he was born in 1869. He was a Hindu thinker, lawyer, and politician. And again, born in 1869 in Porbandar, India. He was called against his will by the poet uh, Tagore, Mahatma, which means great soul. Gandhi led India to independence from the British Raj without using violence. His name will be eternally associated with the doctrine of peaceful resistance, and he died in 1948. And this is what he said. He said, the true measure of any society can be found in how it treats its most vulnerable members. So my friends today, as we take a look at this bill, and let me get that bill number for you. I know there's a lot of people that have have information out there on, you know, calling your, uh, or calling our, Senators and our representatives. It's House Bill 1279. So I guess it's over here in the House right now. So uh, you might make that your homework today. And then our bill for today again uh, goes to: Is this really the proper role of government? Yes. <laughs> well, no wait. <laughs> that was, wait a minute. I wasn't answering the question. I was uh, uh, acknowledging. Yes. Let's talk about that. Yeah, House Bill 221152. It's concerning, concerning the limitations on the ability of an employer to take an adverse action against an employee based on the employee's use of marijuana. And so this look, looks again, I mean, the trial attorneys, they love all this kind of stuff. And again, our poor employers are on the table again, because if they make a decision about an employee, they then can be hauled into court. They have all those costs. And quite frankly, government should not be in between these contracts between employers and employee. If an employee, and, and I guess it's uh, primarily regarding uh, potential um, medical marijuana use on the job, but then also regarding mar- uh, marijuana use uh, outside the job. So that means coming to work high. And I think employers should be able to hire who they want employees, uh, certainly if somebody has a medical condition, I'm sure there are employers out there that they can work that out with. Uh, we also know that people take advantage of situations. Uh, so again, this House Bill 22-1152 is not any of the government's business. And it's a terrible thing. Once again, I don't know what these legislators down at uh, the state house think about, well, you know what, I do know. These are young people. These are people that grew up in this education system that they look at, quote unquote, capitalism. And they say that's bad. And they think that uh, all business owners have a big money tree in their backyard and that all employers are out to take advantage of their employees. There may be a, there may be some employers out there to take advantage of their employees. But you know what? Eventually they go out of business because that's bad employee employment practices. And so instead of the government coming in and getting involved, this now even has um, employers who care about their their people. I mean, the fact they can get hauled into court, it makes it super, very, very dysfunctional. Steve, your comment? 
I, you know, it, 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 it's not a direct relationship to like, say, Jack Phillips situation. No, it's not. But it, it, it does have some faint resemblances to it. But uh, your point is well made. Does this is this something the government really needs to be involved in? No, this is not the proper role of government. This is something that can be taken care of over in a free market, a free society. And uh, so once again, and, you know, Steve, when we were doing our uh, pre-call, you made such an excellent point with all that is going on out there in the world. This is what this is what uh, our legislators down in Colorado are coming up with. Uh, in, I mean, it's right it, next to that one we talked about what a month or so ago of the plastic utensils thing. Seriously, right, right? The spoon bill, the spoon bill. Yes, with all that's going on in the world, this is what they're worried about. And so, when we get to election time, it will be time to make some changes. But we've got a great show planned for you today. Uh, and uh, let's get to it here in just a moment. Today is Wednesday, so it's Wings Day at uh, Hooters Restaurants. You buy 20 wings. You get 10 for free. That's valid on there to go and to dine in. Their smoked wings are super good. Those are half the calories, but they have all kinds of different uh, ways that you can order those wings. But be sure and check out my website. I've got um, all my partners there, my sponsorship partners, and um, highly recommend each and every one of them. I'm thrilled. Dr. Jack Lyonsweiler is uh, on the line. He writes, I mentioned he's the founder of the Institute for Pure, uh, Pure and Applied Knowledge, but you can also find... Uh, just great medical information uh, at his um, popular rationalism, which is on Substack, and would highly recommend that you add that. When we're talking about being inundated with so much information, getting trusted sources is very important, and this is a great place to go. And then, of course, Dr. Jill Vecchio, uh, who read the complete uh, Unaffordable Care Act, will be on. And we're going to talk about COVID. COVID, uh, since Ukraine's been going on, we haven't heard quite as much about COVID. But there's things that we need to talk about. So we will be right back. Home ownership and private property rights help you build wealth for you and your family. REMAX Alliance award-winning realtor Karen Levine understands this. Supply is super tight right now. This is why you need a seasoned professional with excellent negotiating skills on your side of the table, whether buying or selling an existing home or buying a new build. As a member of the National Association of Realtors Board of Directors, Karen Levine volunteers hours of her time to help you build your American dream. Call her today at 303-877-7516. Again, that's 303-877-7516. All of Kim's sponsors are an inclusive partnership with Kim and are not affiliated with or in partnership with KLZ or Crawford Broadcasting. If you would like to support the work of the Kim Munson Show and grow your business, contact Kim at her website, KimMunson.com. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. I am Kim Munson. Be sure and check out our website. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for our weekly newsletter there. You can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com as well. And thank you to all of you who support us. We are an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. Uh, on the line with me, two of our favorite guests. That is Dr. Jill Vecchio. Dr. Jill Vecchio, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Kim. I think I feel better than you do, it sounds like. Well, I am finally on the mend. I'm typically healthy as a horse, but I uh, ended up having a little dance with a cold here the last few days. So uh, so it's, uh, it's, 
it's good. It makes makes me totally appreciate when we're able to function on all uh, cylinders. And Dr. James Lyons-Weiler, he is the founder of the Institute for Pure and Applied Knowledge, and he is writing regularly, and you can find it at Popular Rationalism at Substack, and he is a new sponsor of the show. Dr. Jack Lyons-Weiler, welcome. Thank you, Kim, and hello, Dr. Vecchio. How are you today? I'm good, Dr. Jack. Okay. Well, let's jump in here. Um, Dr. Jack, I've taken a look at some of the things that you've been writing about on Substack. And uh, let's see, it was just the other day you wrote, um, I guess that you uh, also have the video there, Dr. Ryan Cole and Dr. Richard Urso provide powerful testimony on natural immunity and COVID-19 vaccination. So the question on the table, Dr. Jack, is why have PBIs, those politicians, bureaucrats, and interested parties, continued to discount natural immunity to COVID? Well, the currency is in the vaccine, of course. Um, the, they've done it for the same reason that they discounted uh, the, all of the scientific evidence showing that ivermectin is effective and that hydroxychloroquine and their other early interventions. Um, they've discounted any changes to protocol once you go into hospital. Uh, it's really a market valuation decision. Uh, it's not going to help their, their partners. Uh, in the market when when it comes to fulfilling uh, use quotas for the vaccines, right? So it's a a very, um, I want to say dysfunctional is the kindest word I can think of, system where, you know, the government uh, is, is told by the medical community, we need this vaccine, the medical community, of course, is sponsored by and is paid for by vaccine companies and pharmaceutical companies now, the allopathic medical community. And then we have vaccine production that's underwritten, the development and production that's underwritten using government funds. And then the actual uh, go- the government buys vaccines to try to make them free. Then they have a use quota that they have to meet to make sure that they're not, you know, throwing vaccines to the wind and they're not being wasted to try to justify their program. And so all of the arrows, <laughs> excuse me, are pointed outward uh, in the logic flow diagram and none of the arrows are pointed in. There's no internal scrutiny on whether something makes sense or it's rational. And these two uh, physicians, Dr. Richard Urso and Dr. Ryan Cole, uh, they both provided among others, uh, really intensive reviews of the evidence that's in the scientific literature that natural immunity is not only superior, but that the vaccine-induced immunity is not even close to the type of immunity that we want to have against a coronavirus. Well, Dr. Jill, what's your thoughts on that? You and I both have a mutual friend who had uh, COVID significantly, and she's probably got natural antibodies off the charts, but she works for a big company, and uh, they're they're saying they're going to terminate her employment if she doesn't get the vaccine, which is just, again, uh, there's no logic to that. What's your thoughts, um, Dr. Jill? I... I think the way that the COVID vaccine has been handled, and you and I talked about this very early on, and and I said this is going to be all about the vaccine. Just watch. It's going to be all about a a new vaccine. The way this is being handled is so different 
from other vaccines like the flu vaccine. I mean, granted, you know, they've required kids, if you want to go to school, you have to have these vaccines, and, and they've enforced them, uh, but not as rigorously. Why? My question is, why are they treating COVID so differently? Why are they so seemingly desperate to force people to have this vaccine, this particular vaccine? They're not doing it with flu. I mean, as a, as a physician, I was required to have it, but I had the option of wearing a mask if I didn't want to have the, the flu vaccine every year. I couldn't have it. Why? Why aren't they giving any medical? I mean, they're rare medical exemptions because that friend of ours that you just mentioned, she has a definite contraindication, a medical contraindication. She should never have that vaccine because of the complications she had when she had COVID. So why is her company not allowing a medical exemption? She's got the proper documentation. So why are they not allowing it? Why is everybody so, in my opinion, political? I think this is beyond money. I think this is, and, and that's, just, that's just my suspicion, because I don't trust anything that's happening with COVID. None of it makes sense, as we've discussed before. Why are they so desperate? That's my question. They're treating this very differently. This isn't just about money, in my opinion. It doesn't answer all the questions that I have. And I think, uh, you know, one of the other things that you that we could talk about today is that Swedish study about, you know, in in the laboratory, the RNA, mRNA went into liver cells and changed the DNA. Um, yeah. So it is, it's kind of like, okay, hold on here. Hold on. You know, is this what's really going on? And I, and I, I think you got to ask the question. You're naive if you don't at least ask the question. Well, and... And uh, well, and remember early, well, throughout this whole thing, asking questions uh, was not uh, something that was okay. But that's why Dr. Jack, Dr. Jill, all of us, why we've been asking questions, why that is is so important. We're going to go to break here in, in just a few minutes. We're going to get Lauren Levy on the, the line as well. But Dr. Jack, I have to ask you, uh, it seems that Fauci, with all the stuff going on with Ukraine, and of course now people are looking at how much it costs to fill up their tanks. Uh, I was in a meeting last night and they went through just the high cost. I mean, chicken has almost doubled when you go to the grocery store. So all of a sudden people have all other things they're thinking about. It seems like Fauci has kind of disappeared, but yet he used to be on television, you know, all day long, every day. What's your thoughts about where's Fauci? Yeah, well, Dr. Fauci has very good reason to to lay low um, because the wheels of justice are moving forward. You know, uh, we in in um, Oregon, we've just filed a grand jury petition to go after the CDC for the overreporting. To go after, and we're naming names. We're going after individuals who were there before, and we're going after individuals who are there now. And this is an extremely well documented grand jury uh, petition filed, supported by two senators. So the political heat is on him, but also the legal heat is coming. And we're not the only ones that are doing this. There are other cases that are coming forward that are, that are probably going to hold his feet to the fire. And I think we're going to see before this is all done people that are actually held, held um, uh, accountable for what they've done. 
you know, the, the politicization that uh, Joe was talking about earlier is not can't be denied. But the cost of the politicization to society is immense, and they don't want to bear that cost on their shoulders. Public health, in my view, as it was formulated in the 19, late 1970s and came into maturation throughout all that time, is a dead dinosaur. And Biden has the gall to say that we need to double their budget. I want people to look up hashtag plan B on social media and read about the system that I have in mind to replace CDC, FDA, and the NIH. I think, you know, people used to laugh when I would talk about it, but now they realize it's absolutely essential. We have to decentralize and we have to cut ties with uh, the profit motive so it can't be politicized. So when I focus on the cost, when I focus on the science, I focus on that as a tactic and a strategy to actually solve the problem. Um, we have to do this from the inside out. And every person in the United States has to contact their congressman and senator, and they have to say, unless you disband the CDC and get on board with a new plan, that's it. That's a make it or break it issue in the next election. Well, and speaking of that, here in Colorado, Dr. Jack, I'm looking at the Colorado uh, revised statutes. It's called Title 25. And it is the, um, I guess it's the piece of legislation and they've, I guess they've sent it over to the administration, but it's, it is where in, here in Colorado we have given the public health department all of the the um, the power to do what they've done. It's over a thousand pages long, and as we are looking at these bills of the day, we do that on a, on a daily basis. Obviously, uh, we look at some really dumb stuff that these legislators are doing. Uh, Producer Steve referenced a, a the spoon bill that we have here in Colorado that basically says if you are uh, ordering takeout and you don't ask for utensils, you don't get them. And I can't believe that that's where people are focused when we've got over a thousand pages where we have given these non-elected bureaucrats this power. And so let's let that just percolate out there, Dr. Jack, because on the line with us is another great sponsor. As I mentioned, Dr. Jack Leinweiler is a new sponsor of the show. You can find uh, all of his um, latest writings at uh, Popular Rationalism on Substack. And uh, But on the line with us is Lauren Levy. He is a specialist in the mortgage arena. And, of course, we're seeing inflation. Uh, what's the Fed going to do about that? How's that affecting people? And Lauren's our go-to person on that. Lauren Levy, Polygon Financial Group, welcome to the show. Hey, good morning, Kim. So what's going on with interest rates with all this other stuff, Ukraine, oil prices, you know, mm-hmm. uh, inflation, what's going on? You know, it's been interesting because typically when the market struggles, People do what's called a flight to safety, Kim. We've talked about that, where they go and buy bonds, and that helps keep rates low. Um, But what we're seeing now is a little bit of nervousness across the board. So uh, because of oil prices and because of the general inflation, people are, you know, the market's been down several days, but then the interest rates have also been rising because they're just kind of selling everything because when there's nervousness and, you know, relative panic in the markets, they just kind of, people just go to cash and sell everything. So it's been a little bit of a roller coaster, but because of the oil prices and and things like that, and the grocery store prices, like you've been talking about, we're we're seeing a little bit of uh, rates came down initially, but now they're starting to go back up a little bit. Um, so it's just kind of a day by day process. You know, you never quite know what you're going to see. Can people lock in a rate right now if they want to do a refinance? Absolutely, you're still getting, you know, what I would call. 
you know, generationally low rates. They're just not as low as they were. And so I think for a lot of people, you know, if you're, you know, Kim, we have people that are listening, I'm sure, that have, you know, credit card debt that, God forbid, they're paying, you know, 15, 16, 17% on. If you can consolidate that debt and take advantage of the rise in home values that we've had and get something at like 4% or 4.1, that's a pretty good trade-off. And that will really help your monthly budget, especially when we're dealing with the inflation that we're dealing with. So I would say to anybody who's carrying debt that has a you know higher interest rate, you definitely want to take a look and see if there's an opportunity to, to take care of that through a home refinance. Okay. And uh, people can just give you a call and it doesn't cost anything, correct, uh, Lauren? That's correct. Yep. And as usual, we pay for the appraisal when callers call from your show. So that still stands. So that and that's worth the closing cost by six or seven hundred dollars in most cases. I so appreciate you doing that for all of our listeners, Lauren Levy. You're such a great partner of both the shows. How can people reach you? The best way is just give us a call. 303-880-8881. And my friends, that's Lauren Levy, expert in the mortgage arena, uh, and his phone number is 303-880-8881. Lauren, we'll talk to you next week. Okay, thank you, Kim. Okay, we're going to go to break. When we come back, we'll continue the conversation with Dr. James Lyons-Weiler, and you can find him at Popular Rationalism on Substack, and Dr. Jill Vecchio will be right back. With the federal government printing money, it looks like inflation is on the horizon. That is why you should lock in a low rate now on your mortgage. Lauren Levy with Polygon Financial Group is here to help. Lauren works with a variety of lenders to assist you in finding the mortgage that is just right for you. Locking in a low rate now will save you thousands of dollars over the life of your loan. Don't procrastinate. Don't wait any longer. Call Lauren today at 303-880-8881. That's 303-880-8881. Would you have ever dreamed that freedom of speech, freedom of thought, freedom of assembly, and freedom of religion would be under assault and attack in America? Unbelievably, it is happening right before our eyes. That is why it is important to keep free-thinking, independent voices on the airwaves, the Internet, and social media. Kim Munson is one of those important voices. Help her keep independence alive. Go to KimMunson.com to contribute, to join Kim in the battle of ideas raging in America today. That's KimMunson, M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. I'm Kim Munson. Be sure and check out our website. That's KimMunson, M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. Sign up for our weekly newsletter there. You can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com as well. And thank you to all of you who support us. Uh, on the line with me is Dr. Jill Vecchio. Uh, you Actually, she and I just did a great podcast last week uh, uh, regarding the Great Reset. Dr. Jill, whenever you decide that you're going to learn something about an issue, it's you're all in. And, and I've heard from so many people how, how much they appreciate that um, podcast that we did last week, Jill. I, yeah, I listened to it, and I I think it was very good. And we're going to do a follow-up one that will tie in, because part, a huge part of the Great Reset is resetting the whole world banking system. So there's a one-world digital centralized central control banking system. Uh, and so that, that'll be our next podcast. So that will tie the two of those together, I think, really well for the, the basic Great Reset and then the banking part of it. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I thought it was, uh, I thought it was pretty powerful and that, you know, that 
So once you understand the great reset kind of thing, then you start thinking totally differently. And that's why the comments I made, I wasn't implying that Dr. Jack was naive. I hope, I hope that didn't come across that way. I, I'm talking about kind of the average person because Dr. Jack always asks the right questions. You know, it's, it's, he's always thinking on the, all the angles, which is wonderful. Um, but once you, once you know about like a bigger picture, you start to ask different questions. Um, well, so that was kind of where I was going with my earlier comments. Well, and with that, Dr. Jack, um, I, I had mentioned and referenced this before we went to break, and that is Colorado Revised Statutes, and they re-revised it, it looks to me like in 2019. And this is where we gave all the power here in Colorado to the Public Health uh, uh, and Environment Department. And it's 11, uh, 1,100 pages long, because when we were in this COVID thing, I, I wanted, I thought, I want to learn how did, how did these health departments get all this power and dr jack from a policy standpoint it seems like those that have been wanting to control our lives through these health departments have been playing have been playing chess they've been planning for this for a long time what what are you seeing well i've i've read klaus schaub's uh schaub's book and i've written articles on the great reset so jill you know i didn't take it that you were saying i was naive i'm i'm not taking it that way at all but um, in, in reality, the uh, global uh, the globalists are trying any and every way to make inroads to spread communism throughout the world. It's their new, friendly, fuzzier, warmer, friendly type of communism that they want everybody to warm up to. You know, I, I, there's a lecture that I actually wrote about. By I had to sit through two and a half hours of a of a professor who was giving a, a New York State professor from the United States who went to Canada and gave a lecture at the University of Toronto to a round of applause on how you either have to become, uh, you either have to answer to Jeff Bezos and his type and become basically a poor serf with no money, or you can join this new fuzzy warm type of communism. And, you know, I, I implore people to go watch it because she's dead serious about this. And she's using Lego pieces to show the, the 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 promise and the militant threat of the force needed. Uh, so I'm I'm very well aware of that and uh, where that's coming from. Now, when you have left-leaning people who care, they go into public health and they care very deeply about humanity, and then they adopt for themselves a culture of understanding and misunderstanding of the conservative side of America. The conservative side of America becomes a foil, a foil by which any paradigm of totalitarianism could become entrenched. And it looks like they're going for broke, but many of people in public health are not aware of the political agenda. They are just cogs in the wheel. They believe that they believe that they, in what they're doing. They think, you know, now there, there are entrenched mindsets that are inherently Marxian, Marxian, uh, Marxist uh, and communist. Uh, the idea that you would have to sacrifice something dear and near to yourself, such as your life or your ability to walk for the greater good sounds heroic, but it's not heroic if your family has a genetic susceptibility to it and you have a long lineage of, of uh, and many people in your family that's already, that, that have, quote, unquote, paid their dues. And, and on the face of it, you know, vaccine failure really is the answer to, to solving the, the globalists' attempt to use public health 
as a way to uh, induce global tyranny, uh, we in the United States still enjoy a representative republic. Our lawmakers are not our leaders. Our lawmakers answer to us in the end. Your votes do count. The, their ability to spin information, their ability to get more ads out will influence public opinion. But this is why I created IPAC EDU to educate the public. We're going exponential. We have more and more students. I just advertised for a course in genetics. Uh, I advertised a, uh, a position for a teacher, an instructor in genetics, and it hit 650,000 email inboxes oh that, uh, of academics who want to make a little money on the side teaching. I'm inverting the university system, which is broken and permanently so, and the entire world is our classroom. We're basically giving it away. It does cost some money per class, and I'm not turning this into a commercial, although I will definitely personally profit <laughs> from people taking courses with me. But, you know, what, what, I'm, what, what we're achieving, we're teaching, we're teaching the public how to analyze data so they can go into the public databases and analyze the data for themselves and write their own reports. This is the kind of alternative structure that must be built in times of tyranny. And we also have to not take it personally, because if you give anyone too much power, we're seeing it now. Public health was given a huge amount of power because they demanded it for COVID. And they're doing what any set of human being does with too much power. It, it's just, it's, it's a, it, the power itself is the corrupting influence itself. But totalitarianism and tyranny is what people feel that they have to do when the other side stops listening because of the abuse of power. So there's a, there's a good number of moral lessons here. Um, don't fight against the master. Educate the master. Very important and I don't know how to do that when they're trying to lock up people who are protesting, you know, vague, uh, vagaries in the election counts. I don't know. I don't know how to do that when they're actually, you know, imprisoning dissidents and they're silencing people's right to the First Amendment. Nevertheless, I do know how to educate as much of the public as I possibly can. And that's what we're doing. Well, and that's one of the reasons why we do this show. Uh, Jill, what's your comments on on uh, what Dr. Jack just said? I, I, I agree with everything he said. It is, it's, it's as old as humanity itself, just human nature. Uh, there, there are different personalities, and some people just seek power and power and money, and they want to control other people. Other people just want to be left alone, and there's, there are, unfortunately... A large number of people, in my opinion, that want somebody to tell them what to do. They don't want to take responsibility for their lives, and it's hard for us to imagine, but that is absolutely the case um, for a, a great many people. And unfortunately, you know, that's uh, up to two-thirds of the folks are, are not the ones that just want to live their lives and be left alone and obey the laws and be good citizens. <laughs> you know, it's like yeah. they either want power or they want somebody to control them. And it, it, in my opinion, with the, the elitists and the globalists and the socialist communists, their entire agenda is so the antithesis of humans being able to live their lives that, and, and they believe in it so firmly 
that I, I there are there are uh, there's a large swath of people I believe that you just cannot reason with. There the mindsets, the way we think, what we believe, they are so diametrically opposed that. I'd, I, there are people that you just won't be able to reach or convince of of the value of freedom. But I, <laughs> but I, I, yeah, I don't think that that's anything new. I and I think no. that's why the founding fathers, because they studied history, and they they and they realized if, if you live in a a place with this radical vision that all men are created equal with rights from God of life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. That changes everything. And so that's why they understood all this. That's why they put in place this Constitution to limit government. Because Dr. Jack, uh, they realized that humans, given power, like to take more power. Again, I'm talking about Colorado Revised Statutes 2019, Title 25, 1,100 pages, uh, giving power to the CDPHE. Um, and they realized that. And that's I, I, and. and so, so the given that, that's why they put these guardrails in. And uh, I guess one of the blessings, Dr. Jack, of COVID is all of this quest for power, this, uh, as you mentioned, communism, soft communism or whatever it is, it's been percolating underneath the surface for a long time. And I think one of the real positives of COVID is now the veil is off on what is going on. And I think a lot of people are waking up and gosh, uh, I used to think it was above my pay grade to read legislation or to read all this, uh, all of um, these different laws. And it's not. And I think that regular people have been told that it was above their pay grade, but we realize everyday people are smart. And what you're doing is empowering them through these courses at IPAC, also through your writings at Popular Rationalism, to understand these things and to make their own decisions. I, I find there's this great awakening that's occurring, Dr. Jack. Yeah, thank, thank you for that. Um, you know, I, I, I want to say that there are, uh, I, I'm emboldened by the actions of many, 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 many others. So if you go to my Substack on Popular Rationalism, you'll find that there are other people that I subscribe to, and I only subscribe to the very best, the people that I find to be reliable and interesting and that write important articles. And these are truly groundbreaking articles. You mentioned the Founding Fathers. Remember, of course, whenever I talk about the Founding Fathers, I'm inclined to say that they only got as far as they did because they went home and asked their wives for advice. Right? <laughs> but it's absolutely I love that. I love that. Not just to be inclusive, but to be historically accurate. Um, the the concept of fairness, the concept of a freedom of the press, a free and independent press. Well, we have this emergence of this um, uh, alternative media or this new press, and the, the legacy media is losing their market share every day that goes by. The phenomenon that's happening with Joe Rogan, with other podcasters where – you know, they'll take two and three hours. I've had I had a three-hour conversation with uh, Pierre Corey and Bruce Patterson, other doctors on my podcast on breaking science. This this alternative view of wait a minute, we're going to take our time, we're going to analyze things to death, and we're going to we're going to explain and un- and understand what we don't understand together happens in a dialogue in a beautiful way that you simply can't get by commercially driven 
television, uh, enter- infotainment, entertainment, media slash news. There is no news anymore. It's, you know, the, the, the White House actually paid all the major media outlets, including the conservative ones, to advertise the vaccine. If the White House is paying for the advertisement of a pharmaceutical product, I think we know fairly well where we stand. And I think one of the interesting things I would like to point out is that I predicted all of this uh, in 2015 in an article the pharma bulls are loose and it's the end of democracy in America. And I can't tell you how many people read that article and write to me and say, how did you know? How did you see this was coming? You know, there's, there's an imbalance. There's an, in, there's an absolute imbalance. It's out of whack. I'm an expert in complex systems analysis. When you think about the, the econometrics, you think about economics that, that are going on. We're bringing on economists at IPAC EDU to teach people Analytic economics. We're going to get there. We're, teach, we're bringing in psychologists. We have Mark McDonald, who's Dr. Mark McDonald, oh, going to come in okay. and teach the course how not to be fooled. That that's going to be a 16-week course on how to disengage from propaganda. Of course, you know we're going all out here, and um, you know programs and shows like yours and and Dr. Chill with her voice are very important in, you know, we're, it's, it's not just a, a, a self-affirming confirmation bias that we have here. There is something deeply, deeply out of whack with how the United States has been operating for a long time. And now you're right, this awakening is happening, and it happens through hard work. I get up at 5.30 every day in the morning to write my articles, then I put my lectures together, I do my lectures, they're videotaped, all the other instructors are working, too. You can see the video after if you miss the class. And uh, I do believe that this is a new model for public education. And there's another person out there that's doing this, too, and his name is Bill Gates. He would love to own all online education. Um, he's been collecting slides from innocent, not unknowing, ignorant educators who give their slides to Bill Gates through LinkedIn on a, a, through a product called SlideShare. They're not public domain, but he owns the rights to use them or not use them. So, you know, we're in a race with the oligarchs to actually establish the new normal for public education. And by this, I don't mean certified public education. We're simply educating the public. The Common Core, the public education system has let, what, three, four generations down terribly now. All that, the shifting of the math so that the parents can't talk to the kids about the math, frustrated generation after generation. Why do they change it every time? Because then the the, the student has to turn to the state for the answer. They get indoctrinated in the school that the parents don't know anything. And uh, you, you get rewarded with a good grade if you do it the way the teacher says. So th- this is all transparent now. Many people are aware of it. And we're doing remedial education, and the people are soaking it up. We have motivated learners. They're not here for a degree. They're, 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 it's hard work. It's rewarding work. They're not here for anything other than to learn, and they're the best people in the world, and we're going exponential. I've got 100 students right now in my immunology class, so we're not stopping. I love it. I, I love it. We're going to go to break. Uh, on the line with me is Dr. James Lyons-Weiler and also Dr. Jill Vecchio. Before we do that, though, a couple of my great sponsors. One of those is Castlegate Knife and Tool. They're a family-owned business located right here in Sedalia, Colorado. Uh, Hal and Linnea Van Herkey are true entrepreneurs. And so whether or not you're shopping for yourself or you're shopping for a birthday gift, a wedding gift, uh, if you're a chef, Castlegate Knife and Tool is the place for you. Sportsman, Castlegate Knife and Tool, or a collector 
director, Castlegate Knife and Tool. That website is castlegate.com, castlegate.com. And then also Kirsch Insurance Group, another great sponsor of the show. They're a specialist in the more, um, uh, Medicare arena. And of course, government's involved in Medicare, which means it's complicated and you can't understand it. That's why you need Kirsch Insurance Group to help you navigate through all of this. Medicare premiums went up significantly, and uh, Kirsch Insurance Group might be able to help you uh, save some money. So check out their website. That's ikirsch.com, I-K-I-R-S-C-H.com. We'll be right back with Dr. Jack and Dr. Jill. Three Points Financial is a fiduciary financial planning company focused on helping individuals and families. Mary Alpers and Steve Cruz at Three Points Financial specialize in investment strategies, tax planning and preparation, and retirement planning with no product sales or commissions. Tax laws have changed and will continue to change. Inflation is real. Three Points Financial helps you maneuver through these changes to achieve your financial success. For clarity and a solid, relevant financial and investment plan, while working with a company that puts your interests at the forefront, schedule a no-obligation initial consultation at threepointsfinancial.com. That's threepointsfinancial.com. You'd like to get in touch with one of Kim Munson's sponsors, but you can't recall their phone number. Find a full list of advertising partners on Kim's website, kimmunson.com. That's Kim, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. Be sure and check out our website. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Sign up for our weekly newsletter there. You can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com as well. Uh, needed to mention three things before we get into this. First of all, on March 22nd, I will be moderating the senatorial um, forum for the Colorado Hispanic Republicans. You can get more information at their website, Colorado Hispanic Republicans. Uh, Helen Raleigh and I will be conducting our next media training workshop on March 26th. You can sign up for that at my website. And then we are next Monday. We're becoming a two hour show, uh, six to eight a.m., which is a really big deal. So wanted to make sure that you all know about that. We're running out of time. We always do with these two fabulous guests. Dr. Jill Vecchio, I want to touch on this quickly. Uh, there was a recent report that said the Pfizer vaccination may be converting to DNA in the liver. That seems pretty scary to me. What's your thoughts? Uh they did it. They did a. Uh, I, I've just done some research on it in the last couple of days. Um, I've not read the full article. I've I've seen some uh, experts evaluating, reviewing the article, and just explaining how it works. So the RNA, the mRNA, which is synthetic RNA, never been put in a vaccine before, injected. Uh, the CDC told us that it stayed in the arm and that it wasn't going to go to any other organs. We quickly found out that it goes to several, many different organs. And uh, so in, in Sweden, they did an experiment in a lab. This was not in people. This was not in people's livers. They used liver cells in an auger or something, um, like a, you know, a, a plate. Um, and the... RNA entered the liver cells, went into the nucleus, and started changing the DNA. This is fascinating, uh, and, I, and I sent you a link to a really easy-to-understand video that's only like eight or nine minutes long. Uh, so if you want to post that, you can, and people can watch that. I highly encourage it. Two of the things that happened in this laboratory experiment in the liver cells was that two tumor suppressor genes, 
and it's a tumor suppressor gene. It's a gene that uh, helps fight cancer. So if there's a cancer cell running around, these genes will help your body to find those cancer cells and kill them. There are always cancer cells floating around our bodies, all different kinds of cancer, and you have these suppressor genes that can then go after it and kill the tumor cells before they develop a real cancer in your, that will affect your body. Uh, BRCA, BRCA, BRCA1, was one of the genes, one of the suppressor genes that was being altered and rendered uh, ineffective by the mRNA vaccine. For a lot of ladies, they're going to understand that the BRCA gene is the breast cancer gene. So when that gene is rendered ineffective by a mutation, and we do, we've been doing genetic uh, testing for women for years for the BRCA gene, uh, they, they develop, they have a much higher incidence of breast cancer, 60 to 80 percent likelihood of developing breast cancer, depending on which of the gene mutations they have. I found that really fascinating and, and frightening that a tumor suppressor gene was being affected and that it was that one. It raised the question, so we have a laboratory virus and a, a brand new vaccine, and has there ever been another vaccine that may have done something similar with BRCA because breast cancer and BRCA mutation-related breast cancer has gone up exponentially since I was in medical school. Okay. And it's kind of, you know, you start to really okay. wonder about some things. You know, it's just like, okay. I, I, like I said, I question everything, but it was amazing that these, it, it suppressed the tumor cells, the tumor suppressor genes, which meant that people would be much more likely to get cancers over time. Okay. So um, we're not going to get to the last question that I had on that I'd thrown out to you guys regarding this uh, piece. Again, people can find it at Substack regarding the Pfizer vaccine and our kids. Uh, Dr. Jack, we have just a couple of minutes left. Uh, what's your, your kind of your final thought on this DNA liver thing that Jill was talking about? Well, it confirms two other studies that were that were conducted that showed that it's, you know, in the presence of the reverse transcriptase, mRNA from the vaccine can make it into the human genome. And her concern over BRCA1 is absolutely well-placed. Um, uh, having worked in cancer researcher, as a cancer researcher for the number, number of years that I did, I can tell you that BRCA, BRCA1 or BRCA1 is associated with many other types of cancer other than breast as well. It's a DNA repair enzyme, as is BRCA2. So, you know, there, there's associations across, like Hodgkin lymphoma, which we see these coming out, leukemia. Um, uh, the, 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 the scientific literature says pancreatic cancer, prostate cancer. Um, I can send you the, the particular review that I'm, that I'm looking at those data for. So I want to thank Jill for bringing out that uh, BRCA1 connection. I should point out that these cells that they studied were hepatocellular carcinoma cells. And they used the hepatocellular carcinoma cells specifically because they were fast reproducing. Uh, a fast dividing cell is more likely to uptake the mRNA from the vaccine 
And uh, this causes grave concern for any part of our body that has fast dividing cells, including our intestines, uh, but also different people like children who are growing fast and in utero with the um, uh, the placenta. And the authors of that paper that Dr. Wow. Vecchio that Jill mentioned said that the placenta itself could be compromised uh, due to this effect of the incorporation. Anytime mm. you have anything that causes mutations in the genome, it should be classified as mutagenic, and then it has to be studied by law to determine if it's carcinogenic. So, again, okay. we, have the, we, have the, we have the tools in place to do that, so let's follow up and do that. Okay. Well, Dr. James Lyons-Weiler, thank you so much for joining us, and, and uh, thank you for becoming a new sponsor. You can find his writings at Popular Rationalism on Substack. We will get you scheduled for next month. Thanks so much, Dr. Jack. Thank you both. It was a pleasure talking. Yeah. And Dr. Jill, as always, thank you. Thank you. Take care. And our quote for today is going to blow your socks off. This is from Mahatma Gandhi. He said, vaccination is a barbarous practice and one of the most fatal of all the delusions current in our time. Conscientious objectors to vaccination should stand alone, if need be, against the whole world in defense of their conviction. And that's Mahatma Gandhi. So, my friends, today, be grateful, read great books, think good thoughts, listen to beautiful music, communicate and listen well, live honestly and authentically, strive for high ideals, and like Superman, stand for truth, justice, and the American way. My friends, you are not alone. God bless you, and God bless America.